Warning. This episode contains mention of sexual assault. If you or someone you know has been the victim of sexual assault, contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673, or you can talk online with someone at rain.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot org. Welcome to this special preview episode of the Half Hour Audio Hour. Today we have an interview with Michaela Childress and Beck Salagi, the cast of Two Girls by Ali Costa, and directed by Stephanie Murphy, launching November 13th. My name is Michaela Childress. My name is Beck Salagi. First thing, when did you decide that you wanted to become an actor? When when did the when did the bug bite you? And we can start with 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 Beck. I guess like when I actually like consciously thought about it, I was watching Brendan Fraser's Journeys to the Center of the Earth and I saw them running from dinosaurs and <laughs> was like, "Well, shoot, I'll never get to do that cuz they're all dead." And then I was like, "Well, they get to because <laughs> they're <laughs> actors um which is how silly um but I guess like I the commitment to it grew I guess when I I saw how how it it evoked empathy and that was something that we need in society and often we forget other people's stories but through sharing and allowing other people to live stories um with us um empathy can be gained in a much more real sense than just hearing about it or reading about it, you know? So from dinosaurs to empathy, I guess. <laughs> Somewhere in between. That, 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 would, that would make a great title of an autobiography. Oh, yeah. I'll from keep, I'll, I'll have a running list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Michaela. Um, yeah, uh, well, I was a really, really shy kid. So um, my parents put me in dance class when I was about three. And um, she would take me to the Nutcracker and different musicals. And so I was always into the arts, whether it was dance or acting. And um, I never really had like a moment. I just always wanted to be performing or something when I was a kid and it just kind of grew and I stayed with it. Um, as far as voice acting, I started that maybe four or five years ago and I took a class and I fell in love with it. Um, yeah. Excellent. Um, so next question is what drew you to this project? And we'll, we'll start with Michaela. Um, well, honestly, I uh, was a little hesitant at first because of the subject matter, but when I read it, um, the way it was written was so smart and, uh, you know, there's a message in there and it brings awareness. So anything that has a positive message, I'm always down to do. So after I read it, I was definitely down. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Beck? Um, well, honestly... Stephanie reached out and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen Stephanie in so long. <laughs> I'd love to do something with her. Yes. Um, and Stephanie's the director. But um, And then she was like, it is about sexual assault. Um, so if that's a trigger, just let like be aware. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was like a little hesitant too. And I was like, eh. um, but then reading it, it like, it really does um focus on how like there are so many things it's like almost these two 
women's response to when people say things like, well, did you use your keys or Mm -hmm. did like, it's these responses, realizing that none of it matters. It doesn't matter how I, 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 how someone tries to defend themselves. It, it is still someone else's action to, it is still someone else's choice to, to act on their violence against women and against anyone who um, has been victimized by that. Um, And it really, it's said so smartly and so without being um, too in depth and, and because sometimes it can get a little much, you know, um, which I think is appropriate, but it it could, you know, trigger some um, things, but it's, does it so smartly. with these responses to things and it's just done really well. And I, I, that moved me personally. Well, that kind of leads into the next question, which is, you know, this is a play that's about a very difficult subject and it's only a two person play Mm -hmm. and that, you know, to requires a lot of chemistry between the two people who are doing it and a lot of mm. trust and everything. What was it like to do this type of show without seeing each other? <laughs> First off, <laughs> right. cuz you're not in the same room as we're you're not even on the same coast yeah, as right. as we're as we're recording this and it was a very very short rehearsal process. So what was that like given given the type of show that this is? Well, yeah, no, I had not met Michaela before last week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, And it's so interesting. I, yeah, I'm mostly in person with people. Um, I don't, I don't do voice acting very often. Um, So, but it's so funny. It's so funny that like within an hour, we totally figured it out. Yeah. We like understood each other's cadence and rhythm and we, because it comes down to, it's almost like a phone call. Everyone's always reacting to a person on a phone call and, and we, we got there. Um, uh, of course, with like Stephanie and Allie's help, um, it's a two woman show with four women behind it. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, And probably many, many more. Um, but it, it's just, um, we, you don't realize how easy it is to connect with people, even when it's hard to connect with people. And I was really, I like, I, I remember like getting off that rehearsal and being like, Oh my gosh, that was, that was surprising. Like, I didn't think that it would be that easy maybe isn't the right word but it was natural and i wasn't concerned (laughs) anymore like yeah what what do you think Michaela? um i mean the longer we rehearsed the more comfortable we became obviously and started to play off of each other and i was telling ali i'm used to just doing you know commercial type things and not being so emotional and so sometimes it's hard for me to get lost in things and beck you clearly like are amazing at that. And I'm so <laughs> glad you're girl one because I got to go off of your emotion. And I think the more we did it at first, I was just trying to match um, how you would say things. But when I tried to match your emotion, um, I think it, it sounded a lot better. Yeah, no, I like that's something I noticed like 
sometimes we'd try to be each other, but when we just tried to like match the emotions as emotions as ourselves, that's like it was right. Um, it was amazing to me how well everything came together in such a short time. Um, so it's interesting that you say you don't do a lot of voiceover or voice acting and, and Michaela, you, you are doing, you've been doing voice acting for about four years now. So this is very, uh, I w- we'll get two very interesting perspectives. I think what are your thoughts on the future of audio drama as live theater starts opening back up? Well, since when the pandemic happened, I got a lot more voiceover auditions. Um, I think the pandemic showed us how much you can actually do from home, um, which is amazing. Uh, I Hopefully there will be more. I mean, I, I'm right now, I'm in a friend's closet who, because uh, my closet was too small and he let me turn this into like a whole thing, but he started doing voiceover during the pandemic. So... He was like, of course you can, because I want to do it too. So I think it's just going to broaden and, you know, uh, hopefully there are a lot more. And, and, and Beck. Um, well, I, I think it's funny, like to me, I feel like maybe it's just me growing up as an adult. I grew up listening to Garrison Keillor's Prairie Home Companion. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a whole thing of like little skits and they're usually pretty funny, but it's, it's all, it's all radio theater. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's something I have always listened to. It's weird to, um, only to find out that Garrison Keillor also, um, had an issue with sexual misconduct. So it's like, it's a weird thing. I haven't done much voiceover, um, or voice acting and, it's weird. Like I remember hearing about like Garrison Keillor's things and I was like, Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what a, that's a darn shame. But like, I've always, that was something listening to like radio theater was something that like has always kind of sparked my interest. You could sit in the back of a minivan and like imagine some grandmother's garden and hijinks of two little kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think radio theater, since it's been kind of like a staple in America for a while, um, after the pandemic, we realized like how many more ways there is to explore and to share stories um, more than just in person. Um, technology is a way of connecting people in so many different ways. So I'm so hopeful that there's more Cause how fun, like how fun yeah. you can do anything. Things aren't so limited. And Michaela said this earlier, but like, you don't have to be a certain age. You don't have to look a certain way. You could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not limited by your type. And that's so cool. That's mm-hmm. so cool that it frees you a little bit yes. to, I get to be a grandma sometimes, you know, right. like it's so, it's so neat. Exactly. Yeah. And if if you've if you've used that link to listen to any of the previous uh, episodes, you'll know that these interviews usually end with some kind of comedic question based on the show, and that's not really, I think, a good idea. Yeah, um, with this particular episode, so that's okay. why. But this is going to be going up the second Sunday in November, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll go with the Thanksgiving theme, uh-huh. and so. 
what is what is one thing you know and i know that a lot of us are thinking about this as we're coming out of uh, <laughs> the last year and a half um what is one thing that you're thankful for well at first i was like family and then i thought like what we're actually doing and i was like i'm thankful for the opp- opportunity to perform and connect with people from home um everybody can't do that or doesn't have that opportunity and i'm still so mm-hmm. grateful to ali that she came to me with this wonderful Beck? I, yeah, I, like, I was, th- I thought about that too, but, and then I also thought about how, like, this is definitely something that is about, um, women advocating for themselves. And I was going to say what I'm thankful for is probably my sisters and my mother to have a really good, strong women wolf pack behind me. Um, because Lord knows everyone needs one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's my thankful. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you. This was so. This was such a wonderful and, uh, as we've as we've seen, very smooth process. And I want to <laughs> I want to thank both of you for taking your time and uh, giving of your talent for this show and this project. We really, really do appreciate it, and we're we're very grateful for for the both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special preview of Two Girls by Ali Costa. If you like what you heard, you can support the Half Hour Audio Hour directly by going to redcircle.com slash shows slash half dash hour dash audio dash hour, where you can make a one-time or recurring donation to help EFCT continue to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ playwrights. And... Be sure to go to eclectic-theater.com, where you can find out more about all of our audio dramas, Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Deep Shadows, Monocyte, and Throwing Shade. Sign up for our mailing list so you don't miss out. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.